Maya. What's up? Oh, what was my thing about? Oh, right. All right, cool. So, <laughs> would it be a podcast? We should do, like, podcast bingo. And it's like, <laughs> Maya forgets that she's going to go. Maya forgets what her point is. <laughs> David goes first. And, no, Jackie goes first. Jackie reads. David gives a lot of historical context. And then more historical context thereafter. <laughs> like, Maya's the cold open, uh, you know. Right. And, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just her being kind of like... Podcast bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the director of faith formation at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. I'm my little Sonia, and I'm the youth minister. I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource curator. And there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. First of all, Jackie, where are you? in the world i am in seoul south korea so we're not in seoul south korea so that means that we're <laughs> apart again so well, you're in an airport in seoul yes okay we've now recorded this podcast in three countries wow that's pretty good um where also, in the world is carmen san diego more like <laughs> where in the world is jackie not san diego mm-hmm. <laughs> also <laughs> we- that wasn't that funny that didn't deserve that much of a laugh <laughs> Um, also it was Maya's birthday and it was also uh, (laughs) David's birthday (laughs) David and I well I'm a Gemini David's a Cancer Maya and I both celebrate birthdays in June Mm-hmm. Happy we birthday! For, we forgot to talk about Maya's for the podcast of the. And I forgot about to talk week. about David's until he decided to mention mine. So, which was just this past Wednesday. So, lots of things happening. One other important thing that we we need to tell everybody about is that our Faith to Go team is approaching a time of great transition, meaning an end. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what that means. So, every uh, Maya's remaining in her position that she's in, but Jackie and I are both changing jobs Coward. coming up in July. So, <laughs> Jackie, do you want to share with everybody what you're going to be doing? Uh, I will be joining the Air Force as a active duty chaplain. So, your husband is in the Air Force as a pilot. He is. So right. you'll yes. be That's why you're in Japan. In the Air Force. Well, you're not so. anymore, but... <clears throat> And so Jackie, when does that start, Jackie? July sometime? Um, yeah, end of July. Yeah. And then I am, as, as you know, if you listen to the very first 10 seconds of the podcast every week, mm-hmm. I, uh, for the duration of this podcast, have been the director of formation at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And Outreach and Children Youth and Family. this podcast <laughs> has been hosted and started, as well as faith to go Um. But I am starting at a n- different church in San Diego in a new position of minister of formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church, uh, also in the beginning of July. So that means that, uh, you know, hopefully you all in the, in the world of listening to the podcast won't notice a huge – well, I mean, there will be a huge difference because Jackie won't be on the podcast anymore. Right. Sad. Um, but our hope is that uh, Maya and I will still be able to be on the podcast. Um, and we're looking at, uh, in that transition, also moving Faith to Go from a St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego offering to a an offering of the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. So hopefully create – it's like a multi-church collaboration. Yeah. So uh, – 
things are moving. We're growing. And uh, we thank you all for uh, growing with us and for listening every week. Mm -hmm. We love you all. And um, we will have this week's podcast and then next week's podcast will be our last podcast with Jackie on it. And then who knows what will happen. Be crazy. Maybe I can be a good guest, though. Yeah, maybe you could be a guest on the podcast. Maybe. Um. Anyway, this is the podcast for June, the week of June thirtieth. Um. So this it's week, it's a perfect podcast for this transition. Exactly. That's so true because we find Jesus in transition. Oh, in that the was good, Jackie. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, like every week, uh, a few things. We would love to hear from you uh, f- if you have any questions, comments, or stories, either about something we say in the podcast or anything that comes up during your week of faith discussion or reflection. If you are planning on having faith discussions uh, with your family or friends, you can find all of the faith to go resources at the same place, all based on the gospel for this Sunday at www.myfaith2go.org. You can contact us through the website. You can contact us at faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. And you can contact us through Instagram, direct message to at faith to go. Um, so we are in this week of June 30th, uh, which is now the season after Pentecost, which we also refer to as propers. So this is proper eight in year C. And so Jackie is going to read the gospel. And then like every week, we're each going to take a moment to highlight a point from the gospel that we hope you take into your week of faith discussion or reflection. So Jackie's going to read the gospel for June 30th, proper eight year C, which is Luke nine fifty one to 62. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my house. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. All right. Intense Jesus this week. Um, Like a different kind of intense than the last half of John Jesus was. Uh (laughs) But still... (laughs) Super intense. Uh, as you can tell, this is like the turning, this is a turning point from Jesus' um, ministry in Galilee, which is up north of Jerusalem. And you, it says it right here Jesus sets his face to Jerusalem, which is south. So Jesus is like making that transition, that turn from not that he's going to stop doing things on the way to Jerusalem. It's not like he's going to Jerusalem that day. It's like there's a, it's a long journey there. And on his way, he will do things to heal people, send out the 70, um, meet with people and things like that, tell a lot of parables uh, and do some teaching. But like 
there is this new intention to Jesus's ministry, not a new intention, but just a, like a shift in focus, uh, both in the gospel and then in Jesus himself, as the gospel writer tells us about it. So this is essentially right in the middle of Luke's gospel, and uh, it's a little bit earlier than exactly halfway because there's 24 chapters in Luke, and this is in chapter 9. But uh, this is when, yeah, Jesus is moving towards Jerusalem, and we know how important Jerusalem is in the story of Jesus and in all the, the gospels. So I think that's really the only thing to know about the context. The, the other thing to know just as background is this whole thing with, with Samaria and Samaritans. We know, uh, we know most the thing that we associate with Samaritans the most is the story of the Good Samaritan, probably. And we, yeah, like the church you're going to. Yes, like the church I'm going to, and um, <laughs> and yeah. this is a parable from Jesus that he tells in response to someone asking uh, who their neighbor, who your neighbor is, and so mm-hmm. there was a there is a lot of strife between the Jewish people and the Samaritans because they actually used to be one group. They all used to be part of this kingdom of Israel that was undivided. And then at some point in Israel's history became divided between the northern kingdoms uh, of the 11 tribes and the 12th tribe, which was Judah, uh, in the south, and that was like Jerusalem. And then at some point in their history, this group broke off from that Jewish uh, tradition in the north and became the Samaritans. And so the big the big point of conflict between this group, which they call Samaritans, and the and the Jewish people is which temple is the like the authoritative temple for offering sacrifice and prayer. So people in Samaria do not re- did not recognize Jerusalem, the temple in Jerusalem as the authoritative temple. They had their own temple in Samaria and and so there's just a lot of religious his, history of religious conflict and tension there. So um, that is one. That is just one thing to know. And so that the this idea that they would turn Jesus away because his face was set toward Jerusalem makes a little bit more sense. Because mm-hmm. if you you it makes sense for them to turn someone away who rec- is recognizing Jerusalem as like the authoritative place to go to the temple. But uh, Jackie's going to highlight this part of the story more, and so we'll get into it a little bit more then. So just something to know, and that is also why that story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus, Jesus tells is so powerful, because this is a group of people that has been demonized by the Jewish people for so long over this religious conflict. And so what Jesus highlights is that... Um, you know, even these people that you think are your enemy, they are your neighbor. And they actually are your physical neighbor in, in Samaria. So, like, in that journey south from Galilee to Jerusalem, you go past and through this area of Samaria, and you come in contact with this group of people. So it's not like they're living far away from one another. And that's why this is happening on his way to Jerusalem. So that's the context. Uh, and the first point is mine. I have a first point because <laughs> I am talking about um, this phrase. The thing that jumped out to me the most in reading this story is this phrase, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. And there's something so, it doesn't say like 
Jesus decided to go to Jerusalem. It doesn't say Jesus had a powwow with his disciples and they decided it was the time that it was, you know, good time to go to Jerusalem. It was like there is something. Well, you know, the weather's really nice. Yeah. I think now's the time to go to Jerusalem, <laughs> you know, not too busy. There's something like so powerful in this phrase. And it seems to be like a common colloquialism to like set your face to something. Jesus sets his face to, to go to Jerusalem because it's not like a normal way. It's not like it, it must. Right. It seems like it must have been like a You're phrase that people your face use. to go to Balboa right. Park tonight. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I love it because it has this incredible depth of intentionality and and focus and mission to it. And like throughout the story, you get this sense that Jesus is like so much in this place that he's like doesn't have time for these other things that are coming up. You know, which is interesting, <laughs> yeah. but I like. I like it. It resonates specifically with me because I'm a person. I I know in my in my own experience of myself that it's it's hard for me to like trust my own inner sense of guidance, trust trust that I do actually know what my mission is in the world, trust that I do know what my like the next step in my vocation is, that I can make the right the like decision, the right decision next, you know, that God is calling me to. And I think this resonates so deeply with me because of the cl- of the clarity that it conveys in Jesus's movements and Jesus's direction. It's like Jesus isn't Jesus Jesus isn't isn't uh, isn't having a hard time making decisions here. Jesus not like at all. deeply deeply knows what his next direction is, and it is to set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he knows that that's his mission, mm-hmm. and that there are going to be things that happen along the way, but like he's there's, I just love, I I deeply resonate and yearn for that like, deep sense of clarity that Jesus seems to have in doing this, and I just have this like, image in my mind of Jesus like, his face just being like, set and like ready to go, like unflinching, like Rocky, yeah, exactly. Like unflinching and laser focused on this goal that he has, and the thing is that it's not like he's—it's not like the next chapter is him showing up in Jerusalem. You know, like no. he has interactions with people, he has compassionate and beautiful human-to-human relational moments with people. He has this this whole story with Mary and Martha happens between now and then. He, sh- he teaches in parables, and. And has the and has the Passover feast with his disciples and things like that and like, but the whole thing is undergirded by this setting his face to go to Jerusalem and that is like the ultimate intention and then these other amazing things happen on the way but he just knows he knows what his mission is he knows what his place is in the world and he just walks his walk and does it with such clarity. And, and I just really love that example that Jesus gives us in the story. Uh, well, I think my point is next. And mm-hmm. mine comes from just after David's of when his disciples, James and John, saw it. They said to him, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. And what I like is that I think that this is very relatable, um, especially in our current society and political culture of seeing, of being offended and, and wanting to 
to get back at someone. And I think in our political society right now, we are very black and white. And if someone doesn't see it exactly our way, then they are wrong. Hmm. And so where do we find that gray area? And where do we find that grace to love people and, and let them be and try to listen to their opinions and also like honor the dignity in their human being when we disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I think that that's really hard, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes as a church, we, we, we can also get sidetracked by thinking that we're the best church and we're the most welcoming church and we're surely better than that other church down the street. But how do we, how do we recognize other people's strengths and how do we recognize the journey that they're on and how do we find that gray area between our different opinions to know that we're, we're all in this journey right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and like we said, and, and like knowing the history here with the Samaritans and the Jewish, the like more and the, and the like larger group of Jewish people of which Jesus and his disciples are members. It's like, there's, they're like part of the same family. Like they came from the same place. There's this, right. so there's like this layer, if we want to think about it in like religious terms, it's like this, there's been this inner schism and they've gotten to a place where they've forgotten that they are related, you know, like they've mm. forgotten their relationship to one another, which we can, you can expand to like, to all of us that we, mm-hmm. that, that this sense of opposition is really an illusion that we're all mm-hmm. kind of, we're all like trying our best, <laughs> and, like I know. doing the best we can and believing what we can believe. And sometimes we have this feeling of like needing to destroy the opposition in order to be able to like be secure in what we believe. But that's exactly the opposite thing. Destroy the opposition. Right. You mean consume them with fire? Because right. that's like hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And I think in in turn with like Jesus's um, laser focus that this seems to be like this conflict or James and John's rhetoric or whatever seems to be completely on the periphery of um, his, what he's meant to go do. He just, it's, he just rebukes them. That's all, that's all it says because they're missing the point, you know, and whatever these people have to say or do doesn't detract from what he's going to do, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they're not getting it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So my last point is, uh, no, the last point is my point. So it's my last point, I suppose, <laughs> is uh, when I was reading this, I really loved the last line. And I think it kind of summarizes what Jesus is saying when he talks about, well, it's the last line is no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And this is, he's saying this after he says, like, when you first read it, it's kind of, kind of insensitive. You know, there's just moments where I'm like, come on, Jesus. You know, it's let me go bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And then I will follow you, Lord. But like, let me say bye to my family. And he's like, no. And, you know, he says this, but I think it's in response to, it kind of ties more in when he says the man, what does it say? Foxes have holes and birds have, of the air have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I think he's talking not necessarily, I mean, not at all, I don't think, literally about what you ought to do in that very moment, but rather about where you are to dwell in time. Mm. Um, Because he's talking about dwellings with the fox 
the foxes and the birds and it's kind of like you can't plow backwards you know um you can't push a plow backwards that's why it's called pushing and not pulling <laughs> My, although i've tried to pull a lot of push doors but <laughs> he's basically saying that there are things in this world that are irreversible that you can't go back and fix and change but there is a path ahead of you that needs to be plowed yeah. you know right. and the things you need to do, the things you need to say, like, goodbye, the people you need to say goodbye to, that will always stay the same. But the work that you have in front of you is very clear cut. And I feel like it also pushes back against a sort of idealistic, flowery conception of what it means to follow God. Because the guy's like, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus is like, okay, this is, listen, this is what it means mm-hmm. um, to follow me. You know, like, kind of, we're going to put your head down. And you're going to work. And that's not to say put your head down and not, you know, interact with the world around you. And it, mm-hmm. But it's that laser focus that mm-hmm. Jesus had going towards Jerusalem. Not necessarily knowing what you have to do, but there, but noticing the work that needs to be done and that, like, is there for you to do. There's a plow. Mm-hmm. There's a field. Go for it, you mm-hmm. know. Because um, there's plenty that needs to get done for the kingdom of God to come on earth, right? There's needs to be radical equality and like the poor being uplifted. But in your life, what does that look like? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there's like a number of things to say about it. But one of, one of them is that I, it doesn't, I don't think that Jesus is saying like when people die, don't grieve them. Right. You know, or don't saying like, don't care about your family or like, you know, those, that's not really the point. The point is more like, there is a truth that there there is a there is a there is a way to grieve where you get stuck and there is a way there is grieving that is like for, moving forward and the one that's stuck is really painful and actually doesn't help you know it's like if we're if we're grieving in a way that is only ever focused on the past without being present with grief that's not actually getting us anywhere so Jesus is kind of like he's not saying that these any of these things in particular are bad but that like the fox, like a fox has a hole and a bird has a nest, like but the son of man has, the, like humans have no place to lay there. We have to, we can't just like hunker down and build build structures around us and, and stay safe. As much as we'd like to, yeah. yeah. And like, and if you, and if, and like he's, like you said, if, if, if you say, I want to go wherever you're going to go, that means you're going to go to some terrible sad frustrating places right. following Jesus and we're gonna go in, right in, on now the inside and on the outside because the Holy Spirit's moving right now yeah so because, like, come on we're going because as long as that as long as the kingdom of heaven is not here as long as there are those things like you said injustice inequity ra- systemic racism all all these things no one should be able to rest mm-hmm. okay so that's it uh, so that's three points Amazing. Number one point was mine, and it was about uh, that like clear direction, that that sense of inner directedness that resides in each and every one of us. Um, number two was Jackie's, and it was about that opposition and being able to recognize that our opposition to one another is really just an illusion that we are all deeply connected and called to love one another. Uh, number three was Maya's, and it was about uh, that last half of the story and Jesus' call for us to be present and to be be ready to be used for the kingdom of God and to, and to 
collaborate and participate in the way that God is moving, which can only happen here and now. So uh, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time, and having heard uh, that conversation, see if you can hear anything new or different this time through. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him, and on their way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week of the Faith to Go podcast for the week of June 30th, proper eight year C. We uh, look forward to being back with you next week. If you have any questions or comments or stories from your week of faith discussion, make sure to send those to us either through the website, www.myfaith2go.org, where you can also find all of our Faith to Go resources, uh, through Instagram at Faith to Go. Or you can uh, email us directly, faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. Make sure to go rate and review this podcast. And until next week, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.